spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. Lenore Skenazy first hit my radar screen back in 2008. Wow, time flies, man. 15 years ago, she published a column in the New York Sun that was titled, Why I Let My Nine-Year-Old Ride the Subway Alone. It began this way. I left my nine-year-old at Bloomingdale's, the original one, a couple of weeks ago. Last seen, he was in first-floor handbags as I sashayed out the door. Bye-bye, have fun. And he did. He came home on the subway and bus by himself. Was I worried? Yes, a tinge. But it didn't strike me as that daring either. Isn't New York as safe now as it was in 1963? It's not like we're living in downtown Baghdad. Anyway, for weeks, my boy had been begging for me to please leave him somewhere, anywhere, and let him try to figure out how to get home on his own. So on that sunny Sunday, I gave him a subway map, a Metro card, a $20 bill, and several quarters, just in case he had to make a call. No, I didn't give him a cell phone. Didn't want to lose it. And no, I didn't trail him like a mommy private eye. I trusted him to figure out that he should take the Lexington Avenue subway down and the 34th Street Crosstown bus home. If he couldn't do that, I trusted him to ask a stranger. And I even trusted that stranger not to think, gee, I was about to catch my train home. Now I think I'll abduct this adorable child instead. Long story short, my son got home ecstatic with independence. The column was very controversial at the time. It was great radio and TV fodder. She launched a blog called freerangekids.com to explain her parenting philosophy. By the way, go there and you'll find she loves helmets. She loves helmets if kids are riding bikes. She's also written a best-selling book with the same title, Free Range Kids, How Parents and Teachers Can Let Go and Let Grow. And today, she's the president of Let Grow, 
which is leading the movement for childhood independence. She's got lots of lots of thoughts about mental health, among other issues. Hey, Lenore, it's nice to have you back. It brings <laughs> back fun memories of just reading what you wrote for The Sun those many years ago. God, I, I you know, I haven't read that story in several years either. I was like sort of nodding along like, yeah, you go, girl. But of course, that girl is me. And I still believe what I wrote, which is that we've just forgotten just how much kids are capable of, how much they want to be independent, their desire to be, you know, like Tom Hanks, they want to be big, right? And when we let them do that, they grow. And when we don't, they are cramped and stunted and we're not doing them any favors. So, uh, you know, what can I say? I'm high-fiving. I'm not asking for specificity, but generally speaking, how's your son doing? I hope well. He's doing well. Thank you very much. Yeah, I don't like talking about specifically about my kids because it always seems like an N of two. I actually have two kids, the, the control group and the subway rider. But uh, the whole the whole controversy that erupted came about because we really have almost amnesia about how competent kids are. And I'm sure, Michael, as a kid, you were running around the neighborhood. You were on your block like those stranger kids things, you know, on your bike riding around. And you didn't come home till the streetlights came on. Totally. Totally. And my father, my father had the ability to whistle and my home was in a four block area and wherever you were within the four blocks and you heard that whistle, that meant it was dinner time and we came home. Right. Now, let me just ask you quickly, what do you think you got from that, from roaming around with your friends and having that kind of free time, really? Lenore, I talk a good game. I mean, I was raised in a Lenore Skenazy fashion, but I would be a fraud if, if I told you, and that's how we raised our four, because we, we didn't. I, I caved to some of these pressures. I'm, I'm not proud of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I, people always think like, oh, Lenore, I'm just like you. I gave my kid a 22 and he's out there, you know, catching squirrels for dinner. And I think, right. like, you know, my kid walked three blocks to the bodega in New York where there's a doorman every block right. and, you know, and got the milk. So I, I get it. I, you know, we're all, I mean, that's what I'm trying to say with the whole free range kids and now let grow movement is I don't blame parents for, you know, any kind of helicoptering that they do because we're in a culture that demands it. I mean, there are schools that won't let the kid get off the bus in the afternoon unless there's an adult waiting there to walk them home, whether it's 20 miles or two houses down. If you're not there, the bus turns around and takes the kid back to school. So with a culture like that that's telling you if you're not watching your kid every single second, you're in danger. I have a piece coming out in the New York Post on Sunday about a mom who uh, was yelled at by a librarian for letting her six-year-old stay in the children's room of the library for literally five to six minutes. Uh, you know, it's like, so you shouldn't let your kids be at the library? And then they look up the library rules and they say, no, not until they're 12. And it's like, okay, let's raise illiterate kids. You and, you and I are both aware of the alarming statistics relative to mental health. I attribute much yes. of it to too much dependence on social media, and it's a subject that I've visited time and again. In fact, recently, mm-hmm, yesterday, mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Jean Twangy, who wrote the book iGen, oh, was yes. here, and we were talking about uh-huh. the work that she's done with Jonathan Haidt. I know that he's right. involved in Let Grow. How do you see your subject, the parenting style that you are a mm-hmm. proponent of, uh, impacting the mental health crisis in this country? Yeah, so Jonathan Haidt and I co-founded Let Grow with the idea of making it easy, normal, and legal to give kids back some independence on the, on the belief that without this kind of independence, without feeling like I can do it, my parents trust me, the world is pretty good, 
kids are growing up very depressed and anxious. And obviously, social media is part of that. But as you, as you mentioned, we talked in 2008 when I wrote the column, and that was long before people had iPhones. And so it's not just social media that's getting kids down. And in fact, one reason they're on social media so much, in, in my view, is that there's nothing else to do. There's no other place where they can be on their own. You know, they're, they're waiting. There's somebody with them at the bus stop. Then they go to school. All their actions are recorded. Their parents find out their grades before they do, thanks to all sorts of tracking devices. And then they're picked up and they're driven to travel soccer or to Kumon or to Mandarin. And then they come home and their parents have to sign off on their reading log and their homework. And so there's no place that they're ever unsupervised and allowed to roam and have some kind of experiences that aren't mediated except online. And so part of the answer, and John, John Haidt agrees with this too, and you'll see it in, in uh, articles that he's about to write, uh, that it's, it's not just that social media is the trouble, it's the trouble is that kids don't have any uh, free time or freedom or unsupervised time on their own. And if we give that back to kids without their phones, <laughs> um, then we'll see a lot of this uh, depression and anxiety uh, decline. There's, there's an article in this month's Journal of Pediatrics by yet another co-founder of Let Grow, uh, Peter Gray, who writes about the importance of play. And it's called Decline in Independent Activity as a Cause of Decline in Children's Mental Well-Being. And so we really have to give kids back some of what you were talking about if we want them to be well-adjusted and ready for the world and, you know, and, and not freaked out by the fact that they got lost or got a bad grade or had a fight with a friend. We want them to deal with all these things on their own as kids so that they grow up, you know, with a couple of calluses, emotional calluses that will serve them well as they get inevitably frustrated by their teachers, their professors, and their life. You know, Lenore, at about the same time that I became familiar with your work, I became acquainted with a, a writer named Richard Louvre, and you've just put back oh, yeah. in you just put back in my head a, a book that he wrote that really made an impact on me called Last Child in the Woods. And you're right. Mm -hmm. This was before the rise of cell phones. And he was already saying we have a uh, what did he call it? A nature deficit disorder. Nature deficit disorder. Yeah, right. And we need to embrace free play, which is the idea that you just go out in the backyard and get in the woods and do something. Right. And, and the thing about free play is that people think, oh, my kids play all the time. I have, and I did this, too. So it's not like I don't understand. You put your kids in baseball and soccer because that's where the other moms and dads are, people to talk to. Right. And that's where all the other kids are. You can't even send your kid to the park and say, go play soccer with somebody you find there because there's nobody else there. But when kids are in a their self-organized baseball game, think of what they have to do. They have to they have to make the team. They have to decide who's playing, you know, what, uh, you know, what base or what whatever they call it, baseball, I know so little. Um, they have to decide if it was a, a, a strike or a foul. They have to decide, a strike or a ball, okay, I, I'm bad at sports. But the point is that all of those difficult decisions, or whether they're going to play baseball at all that day, and maybe they're going to play something else, they're going to play freeze tag while playing baseball, that's creative. And then they have to come up with the rules, and they have to decide what to do with Mikey's little brother who's tagging along, and if we can't figure out something for him to do, the whole game is over because Mikey has to take him home. And so in all those decisions, compromises, fights, and creativity are all these social-emotional skills that we're so desperate for kids to develop that we're worried that they're not developing these days, especially post-COVID when they lost two years of socializing at all. And so if we don't give kids back some revised unstructured play, 
all they're going to have is adults telling them, you know, this is the game and here's who's playing what base and we're starting now and these are the teams and yes, the ball was out and now it's your turn. And so the kids are still hitting the ball and I'd say they're probably still having fun, um, but they are not getting the experience that Mother Nature expected when she put the play drive into children, the experience of doing all these other difficult negotiations that prepare you to be a functioning adult. I have to believe that people across the country listening to Lenore Skenazy are shaking their heads in agreement and doing what I'm doing, which is reflecting on my own upbringing. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. You just made me think of something I haven't thought of in quite some time, which is that when I was in junior high school, the Philadelphia Flyers were winning the Stanley Cup in back-to-back years. That's hockey, Lenore. And we all played street hockey in our neighborhood. And in the town in which I was born and raised, different neighborhoods had different informal street hockey teams. No parental role or involvement whatsoever. We played pickup street hockey against different teams. And everything you just described took place. Yeah. Yeah. So let me put in a pitch for Let Grow because we have two free um, programs that we suggest all schools do that give both the independence and the free play back to kids. Can I quickly describe it? Absolutely. Do it. 
Okay, great. So if you go to letgrow.org and you click on schools, you'll see two programs. One is the Let Grow Project. And that's more like what we were talking about originally, just giving kids some independence. The kids all get a homework assignment from their teachers that says, go home and do something new on your own without your parents. And it can be climb a tree, run an errand, make breakfast for the family, go to, you know, go away to the bus stop by yourself. Wow. And the thing that's so incredible is that when kids start doing these projects, it changes them and it changes their parents. Because the thing that we've taken out of parents' lives is that one excruciatingly fantastic moment when you see your kid come back from doing something on their own and they were scared or they met a squirrel or they got lost or they made a friend. But in any event, they're just, they're bouncing up and down because you trusted them and they were part of the world and they're so excited and so happy that we as parents are rewired because now instead of seeing our kid as like this tiny little bonsai tree that we better protect with our lives, we see that it's like capable of becoming an oak. And it's, I'm looking at a tree out my window right now. It's a fantastic feeling. And parents don't get that if they're with their kids all the time. All they know is that their kids are safe and fine because they're there to help and to intervene and to suggest and to carry. And so we need to give kids back that experience so that they can give it to their parents. So that's the Let's Grow project. I just, Let's Grow Play Club. Oh, sorry. Go on. I, I was going to say, it's in my social media. I just tweeted it out to make it nice and easy for the audience. Oh, I really appreciate that. So the Let's Grow Play Club is as close as we can get to you and your hockey playing as a kid. What we suggest is that schools stay open before or after school for mixed age, no devices, unstructured free play. You know, the, the school puts out some balls, chalk, that's for me, <laughs> the balls are for you, right. um, and some, I don't know, some uh, traffic cones and an old typewriter. And, <laughs> and kids have to make their own fun. And it's so great that there's a, there's a teacher crouching in the corner with her EpiPen, but she doesn't get involved. She doesn't solve the stats. She doesn't suggest games. And the kids have to figure out what to do and who to do it with. And when I've watched these play clubs, I, I actually dragged the counselor of a school out, of, a, of an elementary school out, to watch a play club that I was visiting. And she had tears in her eyes. She said, I can't believe it. She really hadn't seen how capable the kids could be and how happy and how easy it was and how casual it was for them to make friends. And 15 of the boys went off and they did a soccer game, of course. But then the girls were drawing the chalk. Somebody had a giant fuzzy dice and they were spinning it and, you know, and thereby learning their numbers <laughs> and casually enough. And, and we forget that this is what makes life worthwhile, making a friend, having fun. And even kids who hated school now have a reason to come to school because they had no friends in their grade. Say they were really slow or I say just, they were really advanced. I know you're right. Met, I know you're right. Little kids. Yeah, yeah. it and makes so total why, sense. Why don't we do this? It's free. It's free. We have a little explanation of how to start one at your club, but it's the Lexwell Play Club, and you can start one tomorrow. Lenore, it's great to have you back. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciated this. Oh, Michael, I appreciate it, too. And it was my sister who said, you have to call Michael Smirkana. She has to hear that the problem with kids is not just social media. It really is free time and free play. Yeah, I believe it. I absolutely believe it. Thank you, Lenore. And thank your sister. That's awfully nice of you to say. Lenore Skenazy, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, go to my social media and you can find more about her endeavors. Come on. She's right. There's there's no counter to that. Let, let's just all chime in and say, yeah, she's right. I remember my childhood. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. 
Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Mark, you're in Green Bay, Wisconsin. You most wanted to say what? Uh, Michael, I'm a retired principal, elementary principal. I watched this phenomenon for 25 years and the your your guest could not be more correct i watched when i started how the students who were playing kickball baseball whatever at recess they didn't want adult interference and it went well yeah as we moved on we needed adult referees adult umpires the students couldn't select their own teams these are students who played in baseball teams that had uniforms with their name on the back and had traveling teams and and parents would take them on overnight trips for games that's the involvement that i've seen oh real quickly yeah wait wait i have to wait i i have to keep moving it's a i love your comment but i got to keep going or i won't get in enough folks mark raleigh north carolina quickly go uh thanks michael by the way siri has a hell of a time with your name i know Um, i know really love the last caller the, the question would be is how do you train the parents? The kids are resilient. We yeah. all know parents, probably multiple ones, who can't keep their nose out of things. How do you get the parents reoriented? 
Right. It's not the kid's fault. It's 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 our fault. That's what we're saying. Joe, Yonkers, New York, quickly go. Yes, uh, yes, Michael. Um, I agree. Great session. I grew up in the Bronx in, in the 70s where I think crime was very high, but I was able to get on a subway by myself uh, with a lot of independence. I'm just curious where the attitude changed all of a sudden. I don't know. And the thing is, like with the best of intentions, right? Parents want what's right for their kids. It's like we didn't set out to lead them astray. But we did. And I, I had a similar experience. Eighth grade, got on a train in my hometown, rode it into the city. That was a one-hour train ride. Road mass transit to walk to record stores and, and ultimately, you know, buy albums. And, and on that visit, my parents were totally cool with it, and they were in the loop. Tom, you're in Cedar Falls, Iowa. What did you most want to say? Hey, good morning, Michael. Hey, I just caught the last few minutes of her comments and uh, a segment, and I loved it. My my only concern is this. What about those kids that that maybe don't get picked or get excluded? You know, is there a way they can do this unstructured stuff and yet still encourage everybody to be included? I'm worried. I'm worried about the that person, too, that young student as well. But I, I don't know that we're teaching them a lesson by not having them get roughed up a little bit, if that makes sense. Gina, Winchester, Virginia, you most wanted to say what? So I wanted to talk about um, about monitoring social media. I had a person who was monitoring my teenage son's social media and reported to me that he had changed his Facebook profile picture to the number 69, and she was upset about it. So what I did is I just sat down with my son and pretended like I had no idea why you'd use that number. And like, could you tell me what that means? And he was so mortified. He changed his profile picture. How old is he? That was the way I handled it. He was 13. <laughs> okay. And his, and his profile picture is no longer the number 16. He's 27. And he's, you know, so it was, but she was just monitoring because she was nosy. So I told her, mind your own business, stay off my kid's Facebook, and then and then just sat with him and said, tell me why you would pick that. I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, that's, that's I don't strange. know what that number yeah. means. Let's yeah, have a conversation about it. Right. Is that yeah. grandpa? Is that grandpa's age? R- remind right, me why, right. why we went. Why I love it. I love that? it. Yeah. I love the way yeah. you handled it. And I'm also he's humored. But I'm, I, I'd be, yeah, I'd be lying if... I'd be lying if I didn't tell you I was humored by him as well. I think it's hysterical, and it sounds like it had a happy ending. No pun intended. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.